Hi, and welcome to Humans Like Us. I'm your host, Ricky Longshaw. On today's episode, I sit down and have a chat with Dakota Crispin. Dakota is an entrepreneur owning several businesses, including a glazier business, a barber shop, and the place where we first met, his gym. He's involved in local government as a counsellor, and with that, he is also currently studying his diploma for local government. Now, there's a high possibility that some of you listening may have also found him from TikTok, with some of his videos on there nearing the half a million view counts. Now, I'm the first to admit, this podcast definitely went deeper than I expected and showed me a side of Dakota that I didn't know. We talk about love, loss, mental health, business, and how he got to where he is professionally and personally. This conversation really showed a vulnerable and honest side to Dakota that I hope you find as interesting as I did. Now, let's get on with it. we'll just start like i'll give a bit of context as to where i know you from obviously you run the gym that i train at um you know i've definitely seen you around there uh yeah i've heard of your name through i've got a mate that runs another anytime so sort of put two and two together there um and before we get to that business and gym side man i suppose it's probably just easier to uh try and understand you as a person what was uh what was life like for you as a young fella? How would you describe yourself as a kid? I I think I had a very, very good childhood. But with saying that, uh, it haunts my mum today um, because when we were young, so when we were born, growing up for the first 10 years of our life, we didn't have money. Um, my mum's the type of person which would go to the bank. I remember going to the bank. She would have $4.35 and put it on her loan. Um, so she was she used to make sure that she was giving us a home, a house, and a loving family, but at the same time, we didn't have money to be able to do the things that other kids were able to do. Um, we were from a poorer, I call it like a block um, from where I'm from. So we are kind of like separated in a weird way. Like, if you're from there, you have no future kind of thing. And that's what it was like growing up. <clears throat> so, yeah, to me, I think, personally, I think I had a really, really good childhood. Um, there's obviously certain times throughout my childhood where I'd see other kids, especially in school, um, you know, they have new uniforms. We'd go to the uniform, like, where everyone's leftover stuff and we'll grab stuff and I'd go home and Dad was really good at sewing. Um, so we used to sew our own clothes up. That's why I can tailor my clothes now. Um, you know, we used to, for Christmas or birthdays, go out to the rubbish tip, get a bike. Like, me and Dad would do the bikes up. Like, But we were saying that, you know, we always, we always had a different adventure. We made it work and I personally think it was a perfect childhood. Yeah, I um I, I resonate a lot with that. I definitely come from a lower socioeconomic background as well, man. And it was never like um, I was just having this discussion the other day. Especially like you're a bit younger than me, but it was it just seemed that era like, and it's so different now, right? Like fashion and and everything is just so different. But when we were kids, right, it was Nike everything or Adidas everything, and it had to be new and it had to be fucking clean, right? <laughs> And yeah, it was just it was just so different to how it is now. Because you go to JJ's, right, and there's fashion like it would be fashionable these days. Um, and, and the other thing that I, I, I always, and I'm a fucking firm believer of is that um, kids that have gone through poverty one and and struggle in general wouldn't change it. No, because not. it gives you this toolkit, right? It gives you this set, right? Like. You know what it's like to be hungry, right? Like, yep. so, you know, fucking missing a meal. Yeah. You know what it's like. 
Yeah. It's not not the end of the world. It, and money comes and goes. Do you think? Um, do you think that that start is your drive? Is that your? Um, go personal here. So. It- See psychologist. Um, that's one thing we've been talking about for the last three months is what drives me. Um, I think what drives me the most is what I've seen as a kid growing up. It was, it definitely is the drive in some sort of sense, but I think a lot of different things what's happened over my life are the reason I do certain things at certain points in time. So I've got like different driving mechanisms behind me. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely think. Probably the most proudest part actually was when I was a kid. Now, this is 100% legal. Um, we were playing blackjack. My dad finally led me at the table one night to play blackjack with all the adults kind of thing. And I was 10 years old. And I ended up cleaning out, literally cleaned them out. Made, I think it was $136 um, of fake Monopoly money. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the next day, I got my mate, Redback, Reese, and we went to men's land and talking about like DCs and stuff. I brought myself a new pair of DCs and I had some DCs which I've had on... I mean, long time, like my brother-in-law gave them to me. Um, and so I gave them to Reese, And like, to this day, that's the most memorable part Reese has from like his childhood of our friendship kind of thing. And it was like, that to me warms my heart so much more because, you know, I gave that ability to someone else to be happy kind of thing and feel a dif- different way, even though, you know, fashion really isn't anything. Like, yeah. Yeah. Of it, so. yeah. But it is so much, right? Like in a, in a, in a world where, in a time, especially when you are... I think there's like that transition, right? And it's always like that 11, 12, 13, where you're really trying to figure out who you are, right? And the the best way to fit in is to look the same as the tribe, right? That's what you do. You, everyone wears the certain clothes, you got to wear the same, right? So everyone knows that you're not an outsider and you're accepted. Is that right? Yeah, so I think like it's always the first stop. You're never at 13 thinking... What makes me unique and yeah. how can I be my own person? Are <laughs> you thinking about how do I fucking sink into the crowd and not get noticed? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. To stand yeah. out, you had to be part of the crowd, which yeah. now looking back, it's just so Right, so it's, so, it's so stupid now. You look at it and just like fucking all those cookie cutter people in the mainstream in the middle yeah. are just boring. Yeah, that's right. They're just boring Plain people James. full yeah. of addictions and all this shit and... Look, there's plenty of people on the outside that have addictions as well, but just never... Ha- and you're not happy at school because you can't be yourself. Yep. you just got a fucking mould you need to fit in. It's just this... Yeah, it's just such a strange time. I look back, much like yourself, and, and you just got to laugh. Yeah. Like And, and like, I, I think... I've uh, obviously my two kids. Uh, I've got one. She'll be 21 this year, and I've got one that'll be 13 this year chalk and cheese my oldest one exactly just wanted to be like everyone else dress like everyone yep. else my youngest one does not give a shit yeah, yeah i love that <laughs> just yeah. like just be dresses added, like be a yourself. weirdo i like drop her off and i'm like are you sure you want to wear this she's like yeah i don't care <laughs> like, I do. <laughs> yeah. so i think that's so i hope she never loses that attribute yeah. that's awesome i love that uh so where'd you grow up man so i grew up in manjima okay. um two hours away from here where we are um it was an amazing community. Okay. It, is, it has a certain community vibe to it. Honestly, one of the best places in the world to grow up. But at the same time, I could never go back. Okay. It's, it's, it's a very big divide. You've got what we call brick houses, and then you've got fibro houses. Yep. That's how I look at it. Yeah, right. And, you know, obviously with people with addictions and drugs and stuff like that, 
they were obviously in the Firebury house, the Holmes West house is like our house. Mum and Dad brought was Holmes West house. Yep. Um, basically, because we were in a Firebury house, we're just not as good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's not not what's happening. Um, but yeah, pretty much a huge divide down there. So now if I go down there, those people which used to look at me in a weird way, like oh, you're a no brick one. house person now, yeah, aren't you're you? A brick house. Come with us. Come with us. You know what I mean, they want they want to hang out with me yeah, now. It's yeah. like. I remember. Yeah, I I'm remember. still going to go around to that fibro house around the corner, that Holmes West house. I'm going to see the people who are loyal to me. People Ooh. would actually care and know me as a human. Like, yeah, pretty yeah. good. Right? Yeah, sick, man. So uh, did you go to high school in management? Went to high school for a year. Okay. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Year eight. Done. Yeah, just did um, year eight and got into year nine. I think it was second term, year nine. I think it was when I was 13, eight months old, I was able to leave. Um, under Back then, you obviously had to be doing a traineeship or apprenticeship. So I... Uh, Left school, uh, left school at lunchtime, and actually, I tell you, one of the principals down there said to me, pulled me aside and said, "Look, Cody, you shouldn't be here. You don't need to be here. Like it's not what you want to do. You're not ever gonna be anything like that kind of thing." He meant in a specific way, meaning that my brain worked different. So I went out and found a job, did tinting, so I got my tinting qualification. Then he called me up, said, "You know, you got to come back to school and let's do a friendship." Found a glazier, so I became a um, light vehicle glazier. As soon as that finished, because I fast-tracked them, um, I was still, would have been in year 12. They said, you know, you've got to do some sort of schooling. So I went and done my apprenticeship for a mechanic, so a mechanic as well. Okay. So did you, did your parents or did, did the school, obviously the principal identified it early. Did you, were you ever an academic kid or you just... So I've got a very unique brain, um, which is something I've been working through for the last two years. Long story short, I've got gonna have like certain medication i've not okay I was, otherwise i've got like dementia kind of thing okay really really bad yeah right um but as a kid i was very creative okay so i've been able to see something and know how it works how it's built how it's done and i can remember numbers let us know tomorrow like i love numbers english oh, i don't understand english because i think it's absolutely silly why is PHF? Like, that's just stupid. There, there, yeah. there. There's so, yeah, like, like, it's the me, worst language on earth. I'm like a common sense. Like, that's not common sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in school, I was good at maths and S&E, because S&E teacher was hot. Did not just say that. Yeah. Obviously, she's listening. No, <laughs> my maths teacher was gorgeous in high school. <laughs> I learned so much in maths. And then um, the reason I advanced in maths, I actually was in the advanced maths and science classes, because there was a chick in there which was hot. Yep. And I was like, that's where I want to be. Yeah. So I had a, I had one term in year eight Motivation, to get there, yeah. and I got in there. Yep. And I'm dating and breaking up with her because she wouldn't kiss me. Um, oh, just the, just the heartbreak of being 13 all over Yeah. Again. <laughs> Don't remember reminiscing them once. <laughs> but um, yeah, full, full primary school and stuff. I was always into acting, night type stuff. Um, I was not good at school then. Very creative, like painting, drawings and stuff. I've won a lot of um, awards with painting um, and arts, but... Honestly, I'm, I'm just a normal person when it comes to how smart I am, yep. I think. So. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I, I suppose, like, I mean, this is... I think I think it's good that the principal identified, right? Because we, we know that not everyone's built to be a scientist, right? Like, That's it's right. just the way it is. And, and, uh, and I think we... Yeah, I think that's something they do really bad, like... I don't think that there was too much opportunity at my school like that when I was younger, but definitely now, like even like now, it it seems to be pretty good. My oldest daughter again, not an academic, yeah, and they identified that probably about the same point for you. They said, "All right, let's do this. You want to do childcare? We'll get you a diploma by the time you finish year twelve. It'll be like part time school, part time TAFE." 
And you end up with a diploma? Nah, not doing that. So now she works in childcare, studying a diploma. Fucking all that. these years later, yeah. Yeah. It just and, and I had, she had like the uh, the aha moment, like ah, you were right. And yeah. I was like, I fucking told you. Yeah, that's right. Remember, I've been there. I've done these. Yeah, things, but you know. no, kids yeah. don't want to listen, right? No. Kids don't want to listen. So uh, tell me, tell me what it was like being 14, 13, 14. Um, like working, like entering a, a an adult world. It was hard in high school um, because the people that I hang out hanged out with. I was a BMX rider, so I did um, freestyle BMX stuff. Always traveling, doing freestyle BMX, doing skate park stuff. So the people I hanged out with, they were smokers. You know, they were drinkers and that type of stuff. Smoking so, weed, all the all the good stuff back then. Yeah, exactly. So me, like, I, I don't know why I've just never been interested in it. So, but drinking, like back then, like 13, 14 years old, you know, I'd have a drink. I like, love it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cheap. Time. It was yeah. so cheap was as well. Cheap when you uh, homebrew. <laughs> yeah, <right>. uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we were doing all that. So in high school, I actually got uh, designated to this certain area. But one thing which I'm just going to throw my sister in the shitbox. My sister, which is uh, a couple years older than me, she was in high school beforehand. She left very early. She got kicked out. Um, but she used to beat the living shit out of a lot of people. So if anyone looked at her wrong um, or, was, or tried bullying her from anything like that, she would just... Them. And, and anyone got picked on should follow the person with, like she was very hardcore so when I got there they identified me as well this one's going to be a new, this one's going to be bad yeah right and I'm this home person that I would hate to hurt people like that's just not who I am so I got put in that thing when I went to start work um, it became became really relevant to me that I had money and those people even the ones which were a bit weird to me wanted to be my friend they wanted me to buy them chicken treat my new chicken treat so there was that coming um, and when I said no to them, like they used to flog into you and shit like that. So I got bullied pretty hard growing up, like very, very hard growing up. Um, I got, I got a scar on my face. Like I got my head caved in with my BMX bike, which we got from tip, um, for having Aboriginal nieces, like, and it was, it was pretty messed up. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. So, so you enter this, you enter this workforce, right? And obviously still like this duality of... Like, obviously, you're not at school and, and everyone still is and you've got that disconnect and, and then there's bullying in the middle. And, and, and was this time, like, obviously, you had friends and, and you know, this, this hobby and were you, like, alone? Was there, was there a certain isolation in that, that process? Yeah, the crazy part about that is, like, I, like, I've got friends. I've, one thing where everyone says you've always got someone there, if that makes sense, you, you know, you've always got someone way back. But the reality is when you're in that position... You know, as much as you know they're there, they're not. It's not what you're like. It's some weird feeling that it's not what you desire. If that makes sense. Ooh. So I always felt alone. I felt isolated all the time when I was um, a teenager because even though I was fitting in, I was doing all these cool things. No matter how much cooler BMX tricks I'd do, you know, I just still didn't. I felt like an outcast. Like I was always, I was there, but they were like, and they were there, but I was not relevant or I wasn't in the picture. If that makes sense. Um, which, like looking back, is pretty messed up. But the reality is that still even today, I have those moments so do yeah. you do you think um like say i i fucking resonate with that man i i um i've always sort of had that same feeling like i've never like even my best friends like you always feel like you don't belong yeah do you think that that was the case or do you think that that was just your thought pattern and and you never felt comfortable with those people um i think because i knew what i wanted to do in my life that wasn't where I was supposed to be. Um, but also, there was no spot for me, if that makes sense. Even today, like, um, when I do talk about, you know, like, like 
when I go very deep into my future and what I want to achieve and why I want to achieve those things, people look at me very odd, like, they're like, that's incredible, but where do you fit in there? Because I'm a muscly man, heavy tattooed, I've lived a crazy life, but I'm also in politics. I'm like, so it's very, they're like, where do you actually fit in? And, and I've been like that since I was a kid and things happened when I was a child and I guess, yeah, I just don't think there was ever a spot for me, if that makes sense. Do you, do you ever think you'll feel comfortable anywhere? I do. Like, the reality is what now that I know is looking back, the reason I was so isolated is because I was not in the moment. I was overthinking everything. So even though those people aren't the people that I should have been hanging out with, they're still, I was still there, I was still present, and I should have just admired that moment. Like someone asked me recently, if you could go back in time, remote control, go back in time and you can change anything, what would you do? I thought, honestly, the one thing I'd want to do is go back to certain moments and just press pause and just sit there. Like, because that's what I should have done then. Yeah. Like, brought it all in because for those moments, even though I felt that way, I should be grateful for what I've seen, what I've done. And, you know, I've lost out of those friends, I've lost a few of them in the past away kind of thing. So I should really reminisce. Like, we used to joke around, like, we're not going to make it to 21. And some of them didn't. So it was like, I really should have taken more time into being there. Do any of those moments stick out? Like, and you don't, obviously, you don't have to go into details and you don't even have to answer that question if you don't want it. Is there one moment that, uh, that you wish you could just go back and kick your shoes off, put your feet in the grass and just breathe? There's hundreds of moments, and this might sound absolutely stupid, honestly. Not at all. But it's the first thing that came to my head, so I've got to be honest about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go with you. Talking about the smoking tree, right? Those people were in that smoking tree. Even though I've just said, like, you know, like that's not where I was. not for you. Yep. I wish I could go back there, sit down, look at them all, and just just be there with them for a minute. Um, Because... I don't know something about that. At that point in time, even though I didn't feel like I belonged, they were genuine. Yep. They were genuine people. Yep. They still are. Very genuine people. Yeah, right. So I'd like to be there. Just fucking just crowd around and just, yeah. just see it. Yeah. I think, do you think that this generation's going to lose that? We've all got phones. We've all got TikTok. We've all got social media. You're never alone, right? Like how... Yeah, like I just, I wonder, I wonder if this generation's going to lose the ability to just fucking sit and fuck around and make jokes and I think so. kick the footy and whatever. You know what? I, like, there's just no leaving home and I'll see you when I get home, mum. Right? Yeah, like, there's right. none of that anymore. Cause, the lights come on. Yeah, right. right. Like yeah. all that sort of shit. <laughs> we, um, you know, when I was a kid, man, we used to walk like fucking kilometres to yeah. the tip. Like, we used to be like straight across the paddocks. It used to be like. 15 yeah. we just go, just yeah. walk. Yep. Now you got everything, right? You can text your kids, where are you, what are you doing? Be home, yep. you know, send them money, all this sort of shit. Now nah, you're working out there with 40 cents trying to make it work. I remember just getting home from like primary school, so I must have been like year one maybe. So seven seven years old, I'd get home, I'd just go out the back, I must have been yes, seven or five, and... um I'd go out the backyard, I'd look for petrol, put it in my XR80, open the gate up and just F cool. off. Yeah. i just go out right off on long highway, out in the bush, and yeah. come back when it starts getting a bit dark. I'm like, oh, I'll push yeah, it's a bit dark, yeah. Now, bro, seven-year-old kid it has to be like almost walked into the school. Like, 15-year-old kids again walked into the school, bro. Yeah, like, man. Yep. The, the wind they can't walk to school 800 metres down the road. It's yeah. like, it's mind-blowing. 
Yeah. So, yeah. It's just a different world. Yeah. It's such a strange world, man. It's, um, yeah, it's such a, yeah, it's, it's so fucking weird, right? Like, I, you know, I wouldn't wish my childhood on my kids. No. But I would wish that they learnt the things I learnt from my childhood. Like, I, like yeah. there's a certain, I think there's a certain amount of, um, yeah, there's, a, there's, unfortunately, the only way to be, like, to grow is to suffer. That's right. It's the only way. Yep. There's no other way to do it. And it's heartbreak and it's, you know, it's all those things. It's poverty. It's, you know, bullying. It's all these things give you a little bit. If you if you can see it from the right angle, they right. give you a little bit to take away. What I'm saying is you can't find true happiness until you've felt true sadness. Right. Like because it's... If you haven't felt that sad or you haven't felt the poverty or if you haven't been bullied before, you've been here. You haven't been down there, so you don't know what it's like down there, so you don't understand what that gap feels like. Mm. And people who have been there, that even just going up a quarter, like, so if, if there's a kid out there who's getting bullied today, that bully just gives him five minutes, just five minutes, and doesn't bully him, that kid literally would feel one billion times better, and he's only going up a notch. Yeah. That's five minutes, but that's, that's made that kid's day. Yeah. You know I mean, like, and that's, that's the thing what people don't understand is about happiness or about any of that type of thing is, You've been down there. You don't know what that's like. Mm. And again, that's the thing that worries me a lot about today's kids, right? Like when I was a kid, you know, I'm in my mid-30s now, so high school for me was the early 2000s. If you got like picked on at school, right, like it was maybe the bus ride home and then you had a whole night free, right? Like (laughs) fucking get away from it. Now you can't, right? They're in your DMs. They're fucking messed up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a really worrying world for kids at the moment. I'm blown away with like, um, just like from like social media side of things is I did it for a joke and I did it for a reason as well um, because I was feeling that worthless feeling. So I was like, screw it. Open TikTok up, did it. And now... (sighs) been 10 days but you know there's over 300 plus thousand views and over you know, thousand comments of girls saying i think i'm pregnant or yeah where do i find this and even though that that should make you feel warm or anything like that it doesn't make me feel warm it makes me feel strange because that's social media that's these people aren't here with me right now those people if they see me in the street they wouldn't look at me twice they probably they, would mate like give yourself a bit of fucking credit <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they're not, they're not, they're not dead. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like they're not real, right? No, that's Essentially, right. they're just pixels on a screen. It's just pictures on a screen, yeah. yeah. And like we could have social media best friends, or like you said earlier on about kicking the footy. That interaction is is incredibly like you know release different hormones, but now it's just on our phone. Yeah, just those little micro dopamine hits. Yeah, yeah. and like it's it's very sad, very very sad. What uh, what point of this like I don't want to get too far chronologically yeah. out but what this at what point of that video was it not fun anymore like cuz obviously at the start like a thousand yeah. views and a 10 comments like you would have been like hey, this is pretty fucking good and I then thought, <laughs> yeah so I thought you know like not one person but like you know, feeling how I was feeling those comments coming through and then looking at those people and going holy moly like these people are absolutely stunning, stunning. Yeah. like these are like Man, if I seen like these guys are way out of my league and they're commenting that, like, what's going on? So I felt real good. I was like, this is awesome. But then it was when I noticed that it was like girls commenting and these girls have boyfriends, their husbands, kids. That's when I'm like, I've lost, mm. like, I've been hurt before, I've been cheated on, all that type of stuff. So, you know, I trust everyone and I believe in everyone regardless of my past. But like, to see that just really hurts that, that that's what's happening in the world and it's only accessible because we have social media. I wouldn't do that in real life. Never. But uh, is that any different to a celebrity? 
Well, that's right. Yeah, exactly right. Right. Like it's yeah. it's no different to if it was uh, who's the who's Matthew McConaughey, right? Like it's no different to yeah. a fifty-five-year-old married lady going, "Oh yeah, like I'd like a bit of that." Yeah. All right, all right, all right, right. Like it's no different. You're yeah. just a a minor celebrity. If you yeah. went like a viral, everyone's a potential to be you know seen now. <laughs> What's that thing called? You get like a oh, the rule is you get one hall pass yeah. for a celebrity. Yeah, I don't think they have that for micro influencers though. Maybe, maybe they do. I don't know, man. Maybe if you can convince your husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, that was Lord. that was the thing. Uh, my wife the other day because I, I told her about the video, and she's like, no, nah, no. Nah. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, fucking, and whatever. We got home, we we're just chilling in bed. She was on TikTok. I was on TikTok. She's like, oh, here it is. Yep. And I was like, fucking look at the comments. And she's like, oh, this is gross. And yeah. I just went back to scroll and I could hear the song again. I was yeah. like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I didn't watch it the first time. I was like, fucking hell, woman, I'm right here. Uh, let's go. You're allowed to admire. You're allowed to like, do that type of stuff. Like, majority of the comments are good. Like, but it's just those some which just they just take it that like if a male said that to a female, oh. it'd be like that's what I'm referring to. Like they're yeah. the ones that make me feel sick, make yeah, me feel yeah. gross. Like. I went live yesterday and, and, you know, some people were, like, asking very personal, like, you know, do you have forced, like, do you know what I mean, like... Yeah, right. And I'm just sitting there going, like... Well, you'd never ask that in person. Yeah, like, people don't get punched in the head enough anymore. No, that's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, the old saying my mum and dad used to say is, if a kid's acting up, you didn't drop it downstairs far enough. Yeah. <laughs> or enough time. <laughs> mm. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's, um, it's such a strange world, man. So, you... High school, you, you're obviously into cars, right? Which, judging by your wall here, uh, you guys that are listening, there is a 246A twin. There's about 30 trophies around the room and a bunch of uh, certificates and stuff. Obviously, uh, firefighting and firefighting, there's uh, driving, there's, you know, your Motocross, apprenticeship, yeah. there's all that sort of stuff. So, cars, obviously, a big part of your life. Adrenaline was. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, growing up, Adrenaline was always part of our life. Dad said to me at an early age, "We've all got two. Uh, we all got two hands and heartbeat, which means if anyone else can do it, you can do it. And that should be a, that should apply to everyone. If someone else is doing it, you can do it. It's just the willpower behind it. So, I did speedway when I was lucky enough when I was I think sixteen. Um, my family, so on the south side, were very big race car drivers, um, and. I was lucky enough, dad's, dad's the type of guy, he's Dutch, but he doesn't show emotions, but his emotions that he do, does show is by doing things for you. Um, so he helped me out with Speedway. So we raced Speedway, took out some really big championships, it was really fun, um, had some really good accidents. That's what's caused my brain condition. So um, done, what else have I done? I've done, oh, everyone used to say to me, Speedway is really easy. Doing motocross, it's really hard. So to be a pain in the backside, uh, when I was... Um, this came about three years ago. I decided, you know what, I'm going to get a dirt bike. And I'd spent six months training and went down to management, done all the Bunbury ones and, yeah, won all the races. And the ones which said it was Speedway was hard and they're the best. Yeah, yeah. They were behind me, so. Yeah, right, yeah. Just to show them that anything's possible. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, like, Speedway, Speedway was massive. That's why, I don't know, anything to do with adrenaline, I love. Okay. I love just doing something. Yeah, right. If someone says you can't do it, you can do it. Yeah. Just how spot, eh? Yeah, it's like it's like a, sometimes. Someone used to say, watch me. Yeah. So you see, like, is that because you cock or anything like that? Nothing to do with that. It's just more the fact that I want to be able to show people that they can do it. Like, it's not me trying to look good. It's, it's me purely saying that if someone says you can't do it, now this is like being realistic, not flying and like that. Um, but if someone says you can't do it, I go, you can do it. And I want to prove to them, not that I can do it, I want to prove to them that anyone can do it. So we should never, we should never put someone in a box ever again. 
anyone can achieve everything. Yeah. We've all got the ability. We put ourselves in boxes more exactly. often than not, right? Like, uh, I don't know who said it, that uh, fears killed more dreams than, than failure ever will, right? Yeah. Like, it's... And it's so true, man. It's so fucking true that people just... We're so scared. So we're so adverse to failure that we just don't even show up, right? And Australia's really bad for it. Tall yeah. poppy syndrome is absolutely fucking alive and kicking, right? And I guarantee, uh, you know, coming from the, the childhood that you did, I imagine being into drama was a fucking a real pain point for, for you. Like, I dare yeah. say they would have picked on your fucking no end for that, right? Yeah. Like... Um, for me, like I was in the choir when I was yep. in year ten. I can't I fucking sing. I, I can't sing for shit. Yeah. But well, I still I'll did it. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> Secret is they're the ones taking up the bad part of my pitch. But you know, yeah, I'm fitting in. Here. Yeah, man. I remember it was. Uh, fuck, it's not about me. But <laughs> this, um, it was like yeah, I went to that school year five, so it must have been year six. Hundred <laughs> percent, man. Went to like the Harvey old people home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sung. Um, I love that. Uh, Big yellow taxi. Yeah. That's <laughs> In awesome. front of like 30 old people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And I was like, that was fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I did it. Oh, that's killer. It was um, talking about the word before fail. So on my laptop, I've only just changed the screen because I did the photo shoot the other day. But that actually had um, all the different businesses, which, you know, I no longer have or, you know, which didn't work or anything like that. But underneath it, it had the word fail. Like everyone had fail, but underneath it had first, except it's learning. Yeah. Because that's what failure is. 100%, man. Fail doesn't mean it's done. No. It just means you know what you've got to do better next time. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a module yeah. of like, if you picture it like any course. Exactly. It's just a module. That business is just a module of a bigger thing that you can't see the end of yet. Yeah, except for, we were saying that though. Toby, the one which had both his ankles, he literally failed. He hit a curb. So. <laughs> well, we all hit curbs sometimes, man. <laughs> so you get through, obviously, all your apprenticeships done. Uh, where, did, where did fitness come into your life? So fitness came in... When I started, um, when I started working, because obviously I think Dad deep down seen that, like I got bullied a lot, uh, or I had actually cops come around multiple times to my house because what had happened a few times, people had you know, started on me, started on me, started on me, and I'd refuse to fight them. And one time, some kid ended up swinging a full skateboard at me. So as he swung the skateboard at it, it's just just missed me. I've stepped back again. He swung again. I stepped back again. He swung one more time, and I just went, no, nah. like, I don't like to hurt someone. But I was like, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. So I just smacked him one. But knocked him out, and anyway, they were trying to put charges on me. But luckily, they obviously found out the truth. Um, another time, I got—I was going to the skate park. About ten, I don't know, twenty-year-olds for some reason. I, I still think it was um, same reason the first time. But they end up like, beat, beating the shit out of me. And when they were beating the shit out of me, luckily this guy in a yellow Land Cruiser pulled aside, and he actually jumped out and actually started ripping these guys off. And you know, it was just one guy. And I'm on the ground, like literally crying, like bleeding out. But I thought, shit, I need to do something. So I got the helmet and just. Like jumped up as hard as I could, just clean someone's face up, and then he threw me into the car and into the back of the ute and drove off. Those kids tried, or not the adults. I'm like 13, 12, 13 years old, and they're 20 plus year old guys. They tried charging me as well. So like each time I had the cops. So I think Dad deep down seeing this, he was drinking one night, um, and a good friend of ours, Chris, he's like ex like UFC did all the MMA and stuff. Um, he was living down Manjimup again. Dad said, if my son beats you in arm wrestle. Um, you got to start training him. And Christopher well knew that. He'd flog the shit out of me. But this is where me and Dad are sitting there. He's real smart. So he thought, all right, and then tonight we'll do one. So Dad just got him absolutely busted. Ooh. I mean, like, blackout drunk. By the time it came to me arm wrestling this bloke, yeah, it was just it was like... Like a noodle. Sloppy down, that's right. <laughs> and that was about midnight. And 4.30 in the morning, I had a bloke knocking on my door. 
And I was like, what the hell, though? Dad's waking up. Dad's came in bed. He's like, get the fuck up. He's like, is he here for you? I was like, and that was it. There's no four and a half hours later. This guy's out in his house making me run around for him five miles. He's sitting there. He's like, let's see what your sparring's like. Busts my nose in the first five minutes. <laughs> Shit out. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, absolutely terrible. So I spent years training doing that. And that's what got me into the gym. Obviously, I was very skinny, but also a little bit chubby. Um, tall bloke. I didn't fit my body shape. Yeah. I started training in the gym and um, fell in love with the mental health side of things with it, to be honest with you. Yeah. It was never about the physique. It was always about the mental health. It was the only time that I could go somewhere and I felt amazing i felt good about myself yeah so yeah it's something magical about it i was saying to just my wife like probably a few months ago i was like this is the place where i feel most present because yep. you're thinking about the movement you're thinking about your breath everything is fucking in time and in sync and tunes are on and you're just there right that's right there's, there's definitely something magical about that that membership right like it yeah. and if that's all it costs to feel fucking good five times a week yep. yeah yeah i love it Absolutely. yeah so how did you uh how did you come to buying anytime so going back when i was in year seven i'd written up a plan with all my goals in my life um one of them was own a business by 21 so when i left school i actually really specifically picked those trades for a reason um and then i got to uh had a partner I, long story short, I had the police come around and said, because we'd done a lot of stuff with them and um, um, I guess I'm saying, you know, I did a lot of stuff where, you know, police can't go into a house unless something happening. Long story short, the new sergeant came over and said, look, they've been watching you. They've been like, they've been reporting everything. He said, you probably should leave town and I'll get rid of this kind of thing. Long story short. Um, so we moved to Dow Yellop and I refused to work for the first six months until I knew exactly what we we're going to do and I got a job. I got a, uh, what's called an interview at Anytime Fitness Treendale. I just did it for a laugh because I wanted a free membership. Um, went there and I was talking to Michelle and she's asking me, so what do you want to do? And I said, the one rule with this thing, I want to buy the business off of you within a year. And she laughed. She said, that's never going to happen. Well, one year later, not even one year later, she was offering it to me because I had to move up to Exmouth. Um, and that's when, again, I learned there's school bullying and then there's what you call corporation bullying and discrimination, ageing, everything like that. That was hectic. That was a year it took us to buy that one. Um, yeah, right. It was, honestly, we had the Commonwealth Bank manager get um, fired in Bunbury. Um, I took things to the next degree. By the time we finally got to getting the loan, um, we had the CEO of Westpac, which coincidentally in Perth, uh, Bunbury Bank manager and state manager, actually came down and did a like, three-hour interview with me. They were the ones that helped pick me out my hand tattoo. Um, that's why I got hand tattoos in my house. Um, but yeah, that, that, was, that was the lead-up into it. It was just purely that coincidence that I wanted a free membership because I didn't yeah. have a job and I just said it and that's how we got ended up getting into buying Anytime Fitness yeah right took a long time though do you enjoy it now? I absolutely love it not for the business aspect like so I love business I, I live for business but when it comes to fitness industry the reason like, I've got different business and different things is fitness industry I do it for the community that's it purely for the members um, and it sounds silly because obviously you got to make money you got to do all this type of stuff in the fitness industry today, it's so flooded. The reality is there's not money like it used to be. Mind you, some business owners are out there blowing and getting into serious negatives. I'm not like that. I'm not that lifestyle. Um, it's, it's like this right now, this communication we're having right now. It's these moments that mm. they're priceless. Yeah. They're uh, honestly yeah. priceless. I had a moment last night in the gym. I went back for my second uh, shoulder session. Oh, and you're fucking around with the TV. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and obviously your gym allows high school kids there, right? Yeah. And I was doing shoulders, and I really wanted to do, like, delt flies. Yeah. There was three kids, and they were doing chest flies, and they were fucking doing way too much weight, and yeah. they were fucking around, and I was like, all right, that'll be done soon. 
then did some tries, come back, and they'll stay. And then now they've moved on to rear delts, right? Yep. And then fucking head just like oh, getting no. like yeah. tenth reps, and I was like. I was like, I can just not, yeah, or I can. Yeah. I went up and I was like, boys, you mind if I work in with you? Like, no, no, we'll move. I was like, no, no, don't move. Like, yeah. let's fucking work in. I'll work in with you. I sat down. And I was like, they got like forty-five kilos on there. One kid probably weighed forty-five kilos. <laughs> I was like, let's drop the weights, boys. I yeah. I jumped on, embarrassed them first, and then they jumped on, and and I was like, look, man, just honestly, like, how old are you? And I'm like, oh, 16. I yeah. was like, man, I'm twice your age. I'm twice your weight. Yep. Don't think you can do what I can do for That's right. one. Yep. Take it slow. So we sat there and we did, oh, how long have you been working out and all this? And just had a, like a really good chat with these guys. Said to the littlest fellow, I was like, you don't need... There was like definitely one kid that was just a different frame, right? Like yeah. He was a bigger kid. I was like, you do not need to lift what he needs to yep. lift, right? You need to just get the movement, the yep. fucking technique. You spend a year getting your technique right. That's right. You'll be three times my size by the time you're my age. Yep. So we slowed them down. I was like, fuck yeah, this is this is cool. Yeah, this is that. really cool, yeah. Those kids are like, two things on those kids. First one is talking about heavy lifting. <laughs> I say this all the time, but not many kids, like so people under the age 20 actually realise this because back in our day, we used to get lucky bands, you know, like from newspaper and stuff like that. But your muscle is a dried out lucky band. Imagine it's been out yeah. in the sun for ages, right? When you start pulling away, all these little tears going, if you pull too hard, it just snaps, yeah. right? Every muscle fibre you have in your body is like that. So if, you, if you're if you're over-accentuating it, it's just going to break. It's going to break. And what happens is rather than getting, you know, that build-up of muscle, you're going to have scar tissue, and that's going to cause more damage in the future. So concentrating on the eccentric movie and, and lighten the weight. Like I used to do very heavy, 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 heavy lifts. Now I'm bigger, better with my minor lifts. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, they, the one thing I laugh about is they wear the school uniforms, and every time I see them in the gym wearing the school uniforms, I think, man, just, like, go home, get changed. Because I have had a screw up back in my day when I was working. Um, I had to go to do the nap plan, right? And that's, so that was when I was 15. I was able to get into the pub. The guy's passed away. God bless him. But anyway, I was able to get in the pub back then when I was 15. So I went and done the nap plan. My brother-in-law was like, yeah, let's go celebrate. Let's go get some beers. And I went there and I bloody brought a jug, pulled the jug out and I had a jumper on. And I thought, oh, fuck, so I'll just take my jumper off. And as I take my jumper off, I'm, I'm having a drink of beer. And one lady's looking behind. She's like, are you at school? I said, no. She's like, why are you wearing a school shirt then? And I went, oh, fuck. That's when I realised. Halloween? <laughs> yeah, that's when I realised. Because the only reason I had one was purely for this nap plan because I had yeah. to still pretend I'm kind of there, um, which I actually done really well in that plan, mind you. Um, but, yeah, that, that, so when I see people in school uniforms and they're like, gyms and stuff, I'm just like, oh, God, I remember that day. Yeah. I ruined a whole bloody jug for no yeah, reason. That sucks. That's all like two days worth of work there, man. Like, yeah, still, still right. to this day scars yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, man. It's hard work when you're young and yeah. you get your first job. Everything's fucked. So you obviously uh, you obviously have the anytime. Yep. You obviously have your window tinting and windscreen wind repair. Yep. Uh, what how how do you how do you uh, how do you divide your time? Because obviously time is yeah. all you can manage. Now you can't be 100% everywhere. Yeah. That's that's a hard one. Like, I've, I've been asked multiple times, like, so one question I get asked a lot is, like, what do I do for a job or work? And I just either say that I'm a vacuum cleaner or I'm a, I don't know, do something weird. Just say whatever. But the reality is I'll wake up in the morning nice and early and I'll, I'll set my meetings up So because um, everything I have. So I set meetings up and then pretty much the, I'll plan my day around when I want to do or when I have that spark of energy because if I sit in here and do some paperwork – 
and I'm just feeling like shit and I should be out in the sun five minutes, it's going to take me three times longer to do that. So by doing that, I actually have more time to do it. But the only issue I do find is that we still live in a society where they work nine to five, whereas I work from, if I have to wake up at 4am, I'll wake up at 4am. If you want to have a meeting at 1am, I'll have a meeting at 1am. I'll literally, my life is a, revolved around living and being happy and I'll fit my work in where it needs to be in there. It can be very stressful. There's times where, you know, I'm 27, I've got grey hair. Um, and it, it's caused tensions in past relationships and stuff like that. But I think looking back, it's because those past relationships live their life in a nine to five. Reality is mine isn't nine to five. Mm. I might have, you know, Monday I had one o'clock, I finished. So it's, it's very hard, hard to say how I fit time in. But at the same time, man, I've got so much time on my hands. I've got, I honestly think that I have more free time, even though I don't. But if I evaluate those, that, that opportunities or it was a good opportunity for me, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I have free time for it, if it makes sense. Yeah, no, you've got to be fluid, obviously. Yeah. Like when, when you're your own boss, right? Like fluidity is, is your schedule, right? Yeah. Like that's all you've got to be is available when you need to be available. I think identifying that, um, you know, just fucking clocking in at seven, sitting in here, right? I'll yep. be available via email or phone from seven till four. Yeah. Call me whenever you need me, right? Like that just does not work anymore. No. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's cool, man. So 27, you got a couple of business under your belt. Um, what was your first, like, obviously you said you've, you've had a few failed businesses. What was your first business? Um, so going back, first actual business was Anytime Fitness. Um, we purchased that and that was really, really good. And during that time, um, my partner at the time, so Tyler, she owns the business with me. Um, she used to say that she would have to remind me all the time, like about things. Do you do this? Do you do that? And I always like I have this ability where anything to do with business, I'll remember no matter what. But there's certain things like I got to the point that I actually forgot about our first dinner date, you know, like what we had on our first date kind of thing. Um, and that caused me to have like um, points where I was like really bad memory. Then I'd have a huge boost of like memory and I'll have all those things. So, you know, I'll be like, bang, bang, let's get this stuff done. Anyway, long story short, we wanted to add value to the gym. So we opened up Fit for You Nutrition which is a nutrition thing. Um, Tyler done sports science, dietitian. Um, both, I've done, competed in multiple bodybuilding competitions. So we've got the know-how, we've got the ability. We started doing that and it was making good money, but it got to the point that we weren't living our life and that's why we stopped doing it. Um, we had DNT Nutrition, which is a supplement company. Now that personally, still to this day, absolutely bloody amazing, best thing ever. Thanks to uh, COVID with the importing, exporting, we actually got told we manufactured in Australia. We got told that unless we turn over $5 million a year, we no longer are able to manufacture in Australia and we have to import through China, which yeah. I think is absolutely disgusting because our brand was a quality, quality controlled. We're helping local businesses. And when I called the Chinese places, they laughed at me when I said, oh, it needs to have this, this and this. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. And I was like, but does it have it in there? Because I'm going to get them tested here. Oh, no. Can't test Not it. Yeah. And I went, how's that legal? But that's that's just what it is. So they end up saying, we've got your ASIC, so you're, meaning like your company key for that business, so you can't yeah, you can't can't do it. So that that closed down, obviously, um, which can get released in 2025 under the rulings. Um, during that time, we had uh, so anytime fitness Wanneroo. This is a very this is this actually was a hectic time for me. It was going to close down. So I said, I don't want to, like, that place closed down because there's 500 plus members there. They're going to lose their gym. And there wasn't, like, much gyms in the region. And look at it, out of those 500, I reckon 400 would just never go back to a gym. Reality yeah. is that. So I said to head office that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. So I spoke to the guy who owned it, 
said, yep, so 20 grand cash, have all the equipment we can take over. He gets out of his lease, did all that type of stuff. And then, um, yep, so had 500 members, went up there after purchasing it, and the guy had stolen all the equipment. So it's $300,000 worth of equipment gone. Um, so that means also the gym's closed. All these members just been out the door. Um, but anyway, that happened. So I called head office up and said, you know, it was happening. It was going to be four weeks until we could get all the new equipment. So it's a $360,000 loan we had to get out for that. And they said, have it be fitted out in four weeks. 50% of the equipment rocked up. And then long story short, when we opened the doors up, uh, head office had just activated random people. So I got opened up with 200 members, which is not even break even. We got slammed with ACCC, got threatened to take to jail for 10 years. Like it was yeah, insane until right. I proved that I have no accessibility to that. Head office does. And they pretty much said, well, they're too big of a fish to fry. So we'll just call it even. Um, and I just refunded all the people and apologizers. Well, it never even came to my account. Head off, which is the mind-boggling part, you know. We own that. We got it actually up running. We got it mint. We got it pumping. It was going bloody excellent. It was awesome. But I wanted to come home. I, I live down here. I don't live up there. Spending five nights a week up there. I missed home. I missed the reason why I did none of these things. So we sold it. Sold it to this guy. All good. All well and good. Um, we had the settlement happen. Um, lease had been confirmed, been signed. Everything had been done. So at this point in time, we're like, screw it. Let's go. Let's go for a holiday. So we went traveling to America. We had listed up all these different things. Um, a lot of personal things happening in that point in time as well, but we thought you know, it'd be a good opportunity for us after all the stresses that we'd gone through that thing. Um, and yeah, while we were in Las Vegas, we got an email from a lawyer, which was his lawyer, saying basically we're withdrawing our purchase. And I know for a fact he can't do that because he's been studying contract law and everything. Long story short, got back there and the leasing company has gone, oh yeah, but he's... Um, He's withdrawn, so we've reverted it back into your name. Now, I know for a fact, because our lawyer looked at we removed any clause we could possibly do that. It's against the law. But because we went into the COVID stage, where all the gyms were closing down, they were shitting themselves. You know, the place we have down here, shitting themselves. So they went, screw it. We're just going to sue you then. So they literally sued us um, for the amount of lease for that he had. And it was in his, in his name. It wasn't in my name, right? It's like $360,000. Anyway... So we, we fought it, obviously, because we knew it wasn't our business, and it ended up costing us about $160,000 with a lawyer for them to turn around and go, no, you're right. Hey, guys. I'd like to take a moment here to ask a favour if I can. I'd really love to see this podcast grow, and here's how you can help. A subscribe, a rating on your podcast platform of choice would be awesome. Also, sharing it with friends, family, co-workers, it all goes a long way too. And if you haven't already, come find us on the socials. We're at Humans Like Us Podcast everywhere. Also, if you've got a great story to tell, just want to reach out and say hi in a more formal way than a DM, head over to humanslikeus.com. I'm down for that too. All right, let's get back to it. And I went to my lawyer, so this cost me this much money. Now, this is why COVID, so my gym's been closed down. I'm getting charged full rent because I don't know why. Yeah. Um, anyway... All this shit's happening. This guy's sitting over there laughing, like, you know. And yeah, 160 grand later, I said to my lawyer, How do I get my money back? My lawyer fees. She said, Well, it's going to cost you about 200 grand to get your lawyer fees back. So that's the thing. She said, But you're not going to get your lawyer fees back. You spent all up $350,000, $400,000. You might get half of it. She and just I, kept the deal. Yeah, I said to her, <laughs> I said, How does that work? And it's called, it's called um, they call it um, mitigating or something like that. So when lawyers purposely pick up something which is impossible to win, but they use it for hourly charge-outs. Yeah, right. And uh, to me, that's one of the one of those things I said earlier, one of those drivers. Yeah. That's one of those drivers for why I want to be where I want to get to. So, yeah. Yeah, so 
that was another big fail. Excellent. Um, after that, I actually found out what was wrong with my brain. Um, because of COVID, even though I say COVID is the worst thing ever, it was the best thing that's ever happened in my life because um, a doctor stuck over here and he ended up opening his own practitioner over here and he had found two other people with these identical situations as me and he was able to work it all out, medicate it, and since then I've had my memory back. So Yeah, right. So it's only recently I actually remember the stuff that I remember as a kid. I didn't have that for, for most of my life. Yeah, right. So it was pretty hard when I got it. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Up, yeah. yeah, right. So do you... I know you said that time, you've got plenty of time, is uh, beyond the gym for mental health... Uh, is staying busy a part of it as well? You just keep yourself so occupied that you can't think? I I think deep down, to be honest with you, because when I was able to, when I got medi- like, uh, my memory back, I realised how much time had gone on and how many times I was um, I've been told something I didn't know. Um, but staying busy to me is like, it's like this weird sense that I feel like I've, I've only got a, like a time like a time limit that we're here and I want to, and what I want to achieve will, and how I want to achieve it. I believe it will, you know, might not be me who gets remembered for it, but I believe it's going to change so many lives. And that's why I don't want to waste my time and, and not get these things done. So, and, and business is actually a very strong link because I have to make sure that I'm in a stable position, financial position to be able to get to those positions to grow up. So yeah, so staying busy is a driver for me, but if I don't stay busy, um, sometimes you get lost in your bad memories, and which I admire because, like, that's why you meditate and stuff. I don't know. I just, I just want to. I want to just keep doing things. It, to me, I'm happy. I'm alive. Yeah. Nothing more. Be nothing more. That's to right, man. Before. Life is fucking good, right? Life yeah. is so good that uh, yeah, you wouldn't have it any other way. Tell me what your uh, do you have a daily routine? I do. Um, normally, so normally I have my. Anyone looks at socials, my puppy dog, Shadow. She's gorgeous, a, she's by the way. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> she makes renovating very difficult because she's always wanting cuddles, but um, she's not a puppy. She's a puppy to me. She's honestly perfect, but she's eight years old, which is probably the reason. There's a reason behind Instagram why I take photos of her. Um, but basically, we wake up. Well, she wakes me up. She's like, anyway, she wakes me up, and normally we try our best to get down to watch the sunrise, which is a bit hard because the sun's coming up later now, so we're sitting around for ages. But um, we do that. Have our morning coffee, bacon, eggs, muffin from Mickey D's, <laughs> ice long back. Um, once we've done that, we pretty much get home. We jump straight onto the computer. We write a list out what needs to be done today. So a lot of people will schedule their day around what needs to be done, but I'll look at what needs to be done and then I'll actually put it um, like pretty much the, then separated again into what has to be done compared to what needs to be done. So I have an importance list and then those things which I need to put on the back burner, that's normally when I have my free time. I've got something to do, don't get me wrong, but I can put that on the back burner. That's tonight's job or tomorrow's job. So, yeah, just pretty much plan that out. And then, yeah, just, just get straight into it, bro. Okay. I've always got meals planned out. So that's the only routine i got is meals. Meals and sunrises. Yeah. Yep. Life is good, bro. Vampire Diaries in office, the office. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, bro, it wasn't good, eh? My fucking arms are long, bro. I like 100 yeah. kilos from full. That's just stupid. Yeah, that's mental. It's, uh, it made me... It did two things. One, it made me realise how much I enjoy the gym. Yeah. Because it was the only thing I wanted to get back into. Work was secondary. Everything else was secondary. And two, it was... 
it really made me slow down for this podcast, especially because yep. it was all that time, right? So I like I injured myself and recorded my first episode like yeah. an hour after because that was how it was going to be. We we're going to have a gym session and then record. And I yeah. was like, "Fucking, I've still got to record." Yeah. So it gave me time to sit around and feel sorry for myself and fucking make it work. <laughs> so it's good. Uh, I, I don't resent the injury. It's, yeah. um, it's just a part of it, right? Yeah. Like we're all going to injure ourselves. So, yeah, if you're one of those kids listening at the gym, don't be like me. Yeah, don't drop the weights ever. <laughs> yeah, don't drop the weights. Hurts. Um, so what's the future for the gym, man? What future. are we going to do to get a hack squat? The hack squat, bro, we ordered a hack squat and that super squat came. Oh. I don't even know what the heck happened there like so there's big 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 things happening at the moment um i can't blow out and say what's happening yeah all i can say is that stay tuned if i've been working on it for a year now um and if it all pays off we are going to be in for a treat and it's going to pretty much the put me in a position where for the next 10 years of my life i'm going to have to make sure i don't spend any money but it is going to be the best thing that's ever going to happen in the Southwest. Because there's a clause, isn't there, in your anytime franchise contract that you have to renovate. You've got to do renovations every five years, which five costs years. 400K a year yeah. every five years. Yeah, so my mate just went through that and he yeah. spent, I don't know how much he spent, but it was north of that. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, First figure was one and then he yeah. came back with the invoice. I was like, woo! Yeah, because it was, um, and again, it was COVID, right? Yeah. Like they signed up all these things and then shut the gym and it was just, like, uh, yeah, it must have been so stressful for him. Um, okay, so big things happening with the gym. We're not getting a hack squat yet. Because <laughs> I I've did got, ask. I've got gym equipment in my... I buy shit and then Drag put it in my shed. Like, yeah, I've got like a squat rack out there and everything. Like, yeah, right. Just because like I see... If I see something and I want it, I get it like for the gym. And then I go, shit, where the f- I'm going to put this. Yeah. Like... Yeah, because you've got only so much space. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure I could find enough blokes to knock some walls down if we have to. 100%. <laughs> like, Move that chiropractor. Yeah, that's right. Halfways, <laughs> man, that's the most expensive, expensive shopping centre in Australia, basically. Is it? Yeah, it's one of, yeah. Yep. Yeah, right. It is one of the most expensive. Because Eaton has to be the fucking second. Uh, Eaton's up there, but not even close. That's the scary part about it, bro. Right. That is insane. With all the stuff happening there, but... Yep. Like, I mean, I know Trendale's only got X amount of land left, but, you know, Millbridge is still growing. Um, and the commercial side of things is still growing. It's a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely so, good. I was having a chat to uh, Matt, the Elite Subs guy. Yeah. So I wanted that franchise. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking about it fucking probably about eight months ago. I was going to buy it for my wife. Yeah. And I was like, fucking, I really want to put it somewhere near any time. So that's one of the. Uh Things that we're going to put in this building that we're doing. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, fucking, if it's going to be anywhere, it needs to be in a shopping center. It yep. needs to be near a gym. Yeah. And I'm not going into town. Worlds have got their own thing going That's on right. and, and, and everything else. And I was like, fucking, be mint in that shopping center right next to any time. But it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. he's got it. He seems yeah. like a really good dude. Um, right. So what's the future, man? Future is at this point in time. Because um, you're not even 30 yet. You've probably still got another 60 to 80 years to live. Bro, if I, if, as long as I can have my kids, I'll be happy. That's that's as far as I'm. So kids is on the horizon? Is dream, obviously. Something you want to do? Yeah. yeah. Dreams always have kids, but that's um that's personal. Like, got to have a girlfriend for that one. Um, the right one, anyway. Yeah. But um, no, for, for the future, uh, pretty much at this point in time, is get this development sorted. Um, we've got the barbershop and cosmetic studio, which we've just... Oh, yeah, of course. Fucking yeah. barbershop as well. You just... Everything. Yeah. You just got everything going. I'm just, look, bro, I'm just looking at things like, I'm looking old, so, you know, I need to trim those grey hairs. I'm getting wrinkles, so I need to have wow. cosmetics. Barbershops are so... They've made such a resurgence. Mm. 
It's insane. So mm. we had the poisons walk through yesterday. So that means like cosmetics is obviously injectables and Botoxes and I don't know what the names are for things, but um, they just get injected. But they had that walkthrough yesterday. Um, so Jess got that all signed off. Um, so, yeah, but it's going to be absolutely insane. Um, so building on that one, and we're hopefully going to expand that. We've uh, been in discussion with two people in Perth which are wanting to open them up up there. Um, so that's pretty cool. The dynamic tinting and windscreens, man, we're just we're chasing anyone out there which is a tinter, wants a job, let me know. Literally, let me know. We've been six months looking for a window tinter. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, that's just growing, expanding. That will also be moving to the development gym, the development um, council. I'm going to be pushed forward. Oh, so I've just been um, like, so I've been doing my diploma in local government. So that's actually going to be finished in September, mind you. I'm almost probably a month away from finishing it. But anyway, um, so doing that, and then I honestly, if if I'm still single and still doing what I'm doing early next year, um, or if I am with someone and, and they've got the capability to handle it, I, I want to do my law degree. Okay. So, and then after that, I want to try and get higher and higher with politics. Yeah, right. So. Sick, man. Yeah. Should be good. Why, why, the, uh, why the interest in politics? The interest in politics is because that's where policies is made. That's where the little things that we don't realise what happen every day, they will get made. So in council, local government, you don't realise like how many things, you know, new policies, new local laws and stuff will come through. Um. You know that that that's where these things are created. That they, they go through, you know, a like they go through the first like a lot of like checking. Then we got a gender briefing where we debate on it. Then you got to go actually through like an ordinary council meeting where you got to vote on it. There's, there's so many things where amendments can be made, um, and with state politics or federal politics, a lot of these people have never been in that position, like none. Like I I've met many many many, and I'm still yet to find one. So when they're putting out these reforms, like, say, child protection, so DC, DCP, DCP, what it's called, um, they, they've, they've separated and, and they're struggling so hard, man. There's never been a worse point in time than right now for that. It's, it's, it's honestly so beyond say, like, it makes me want to cry straight away. Like, mm. we're talking about $8 billion surplus we're talking about, but we, we can't even support these kids who don't even have families. We used like it's just mind blowing. Those are the things, but they're bringing in these new policies, they're bringing in these new laws, bringing in these new fundings, and putting money here like $330 million in Fremantle for a new little bloody, I don't know, bridge, whatever they're doing. But we can't even give $10 million across to 400 kids in Bunbury so they can have a proper schooling, so they can have a bag to go to school with. You know I mean, like, so sad. So, those things are the things that I want to be able to get to. And I want to say, I want to make that mark and make that statement. And I know with politics, you've got you know, you've got your, your parties and at some point in time you'd have to join a party but the reality is if I joined a party and they said, we're not going to discuss that, well then I don't want to be a part of your party. I want to make a difference. I want to, I want to be able to put the money where it's supposed to be to help the community how it's supposed to be helped because local government, we've got a community that we look after. State government, they've got a state community. They're looking after everyone. It shouldn't just be city, which they've changed the reforms now so it's no longer like regional and it's just city which is really bad. Then federal is, again, they're fixated on one area. They don't focus one on that. that makes area. money. Exactly right. <laughs> and the reason I'm so invested in it is because of business and, and numbers, and I understand business, I understand numbers. I love them. I love budgeting. Like My favourite time of the year is our budget, which we're about to go do um, for the local government. But that's, that's when the magic can happen, and that's when you can make serious changes. And that's, that's where I want to be able to say... Well, we're wasting money here, here, and here. 
so we can we can give benefits to so on the state or federal benefits to the one which already has the opportunity they already have those things why don't we help out those ones that don't you know like regional hospitals look at the hospital system at the moment it's disgrace mm. sorry don't we have an eight billion dollar surplus what's going on there where yeah like it, it's mind-boggling and anyone which knows this is the best best thing that i've ever heard in my life if you're a kid and you want to open up a lemonade stand you ask your mum for some money she gives you 10 bucks right you're out there you open up your lemonade stand it costs nine dollars fifty do you give that 50 cents back to your mum or do you keep it you, you keep that 50 cents because next year when you go out and do the same lemonade lemonade stand prices go up prices always go up if you gave your mum that 50 cents she's only going to give you nine dollars fifty because that's what she thinks it costs to open up a lemonade stand mm. so it's like when you come to budgeting and, and taxes and stuff like that, state or federal, anything like that, they need to come in like a deficit. They need to make sure they spend that money because what happens is when they don't spend that money, yeah. federal goes, you don't need it. You don't need it. Yeah. So if you're in an $8 billion surplus, now $8 billion is a substantial amount of money. In the next four years and at four years onwards, we're going to be so screwed because they're going to go, no. No, you look back then. What did you do then? Yeah, you didn't need it. Because like your it's house, if you don't paint your house every 10 years, yeah. Uh, Paint's going to be falling off the walls. Yeah. Same shit's going to happen to us. And it's, it's, it's messed up. That Not everyone knows these things, and that's why I want to, be able to get into that position so I can say these things, make the changes so people in the community don't need to worry about them things because we shouldn't need to worry about these things. Yeah, okay. we, we do trust the government to do Wait, the right yeah. thing for us, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> and that, and look, I, I, um, I'm not anti-government. I think yeah. that... I think there is... Um, like, I don't want to make the decisions, right? Like, yeah. I like making decisions, but yeah. you can't make everyone happy. That's right. I'm so much happier that someone else does it for yeah. us. So, like, and, and, I'm, and, like, ignorance is bliss, and yeah. if I can make the decisions, yeah. it's, um, you know, like, and, and it's probably not the place to be, but that's where I'm at. Yeah, but the thing is, like, that's, like, another thing is, like, because of everything I've gone through in my life, I've never been able to explain it. Like, psychologist, man, he's, he's stumped, he's stumped, man. This dude's worked with people forever. He's like, I literally would prefer to be the person to have that ability to make that say or give my opinion on that for the people because in the long run, the small percentage, the minority, they're very upset with it and they're angry. I can take their pain. I can take that suffering. I can take all that type of stuff. I'm, I'm willing to put myself on the line for the majority and I, I'm openly honest about that because I generally believe that we should be doing everything the best we can. We shouldn't be so fixated on... Um, you know, like someone, someone might not do something because they don't want to get hurt. I'm that person who will do it because I will get hurt, but you will be okay. That's yeah. the main thing. So yeah, I had, had very much a similar discussion with Brad, the guy I did my first uh, ex frontline cop, and he said the same thing. He yeah. said if my family doesn't have to go through it and I can shield them from that, yeah, it's my, my you know, my cross to bear almost. Um, tell me, man. Like obviously, you know, you got into working as a young kid and now you've got all these businesses and have you ever had like a business mentor never never i literally so this is crazy so i just used to do firefighting stuff like that um captain at the point in time was a very good you know motivator for me um but i i, I learned everything i have like everything i've learned is from everyone else there's not been one single person which is everything if that makes sense so like our conversation today oh actually from this i've learned something and to me everyone's little bit of information everywhere is my mentor so i believe in everyone with what they say and um yeah that's kind of that's just 
That's always been. Yeah, right. Just cruise past, take a little bit from everyone and just yeah. build essentially. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's interesting because like, uh, I mean, like obviously life is, life is life, right? When yeah. it comes to business, I like, like you said, there's like such a barrier to entry, right? Like yeah. there's such a fucking high cost of entry and not just the financial cost, right? That's right. It's all those things, you know, when you're in your early twenties and trying yeah. to... You know, buy a business, and everyone just be like, "Fuck off!" Like, yeah. but if it was a fifty-year-old dude, they'd be like, "Here's yeah, all the right. money you want, go nuts!" Right? Like, it's yeah. So, so I think, um, yeah. So I, I just I, I made an assumption that surely there was someone in your life that would have been like, "Oh, this is how you get into the business, and this is how you do it, and this is." My mum and dad bought a business when they were, when I was ten, so that's where things changed in my life, and. The scary part is it didn't change. This is the thing what should have scared me away from business because to this day, my mum literally says, don't ever effing buy a business. So just putting that one out there. Uh, Water Corp especially, man, they, they, they had so much drama. They had, you know, because mum and dad were slick, that, that, those, that box, and I'm going to be open and honest about this because that person's been fired, this person's been fired, this person needs to be freaking fired because of that box. And people in the Shire were going up there saying, you can't have this because... You know, Water Corp says this, 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 and they'd, they'd go to the point that they'd send mum and dad like $80,000 bills. Mum and dad sitting there, I was a 10-year-old kid crying, trying to work out what the hell they've done wrong to deserve all this. That's just purely because that person doesn't want to see that person. It was disgusting. It was honestly disgusting, yeah, the shit right. we send growing up. Um, they tried doing the right thing, the best thing for themselves, bought an industrial property, relocated it all up there. Um, everything was signed off. But then when people started seeing they were doing really good for themselves, there's a weird thing. It was open for two years, and mum and dad brought a farm, and they went, what? Wait, what? What's going yeah, on? They're, they're you can't break kind of, the barrier. Yeah. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, they're getting told that they need, they're going to get shut down and all this type of stuff. Like, yeah. Dad was also the front line with use of asbestos pipes. So, all that piping has asbestos in it. Now, Dad actually had found, like, Dad had studied it, got it all, and all the evidence, and he had pretty much made the statements and, and got it out in the news, everything like that. They, I remember, came to the house one time to give them, I think it was $160,000 check, saying, shut the F up. It's going to cost us billions to fix it. But Dad always said, and this is another thing that does motivate me, though, is they're saying, and this is this at the point in time, Dad's still got this letter, so more than happy for anyone to see this. The state government literally said to so the, the Premier at the time, said, asbestos isn't bad for the human body when it's in a wet form. So, in other words, if you water your garden... It dries, asbestos now on your garden, wind blows, I breathe it in. Yeah. That's bad for you. <laughs> it was fine, man. Well, that's fine. not how they thought. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so so I, I watched a lot of pain for for a few years there. And, um, you know, mum and dad lost a kid when they were, before I was born. And so many things which realistically should have pushed me away from being in business. Yeah. But each thing that went wrong, I could see every, I'm really bad for this, I can see every point of view. Like, I can see different points of view and I can see different ways of going around it, better ways to do things. And, and that's kind of what made me want to get into business. And the person I got into business with, Tyler, which was my partner at the time, she also even had probably 10 times worse childhood growing up. Like her child was perfect, but what happened to their family, you know, was absolutely disgusting. Like, yeah, it was just, I wish I could say it, honestly, because you'd be mind blown. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was very hard to get her into business. But yeah, it was just... I don't know, like, no one's ever been that one person, but I think at the same time, all those things were probably that person as well. Yeah, well, I mean, hearing that, obviously, there's a, there's a, 
a tremendous amount of resilience in your parents, right? Yeah, so you see incredible. that all the time, yeah. right? Your mum and dad going through just fucking hurdle after hurdle. Yeah. And, uh, and still just pushing forward, which, I mean, like, I think that that, like, you know, kids absorb everything, yeah. right? Like, whether we believe it or not, they fucking, you know, absorb absolutely everything from the environment around them. And so, yeah, maybe maybe that, you know, obviously that, that passed off onto you, all yep. these business hurdles and everything and just, yep. just, you know, problem after problem. Has any of that made you, like, um, like t- talk to me about your mental health uh, around, like, all these businesses, like, uh, you know, this, this anytime in Monoroo and all these sort of things just going wrong. Yep. What was your, uh, what was your mental health like at that point? Um, so... At that point in time, I had to be strong for um, Tyler at that point in time. Um, but as well as that, like a lot of things happened in personal life. And so it wasn't just business, it was personal life and you know, separations and stuff like that. And um, it, was, it was definitely, it was not good. It was probably the lowest um, point I've ever been in my life. Like I recall at the time, like I just wanted it all be done. And the only reason I didn't do it was purely because I couldn't imagine my mum losing another son. Yeah. Like, and that was... That was, that was literally the only reason. I couldn't do that to my mum. I could never, ever, ever do that to my mum. And after that, I kind of realised, well, if I don't do something, nothing's going to happen, if that makes sense. So I had to really make a positive change. And, and one of the things that I heard was you can't be truly happy unless you're happy within yourself. And, uh, um, and that's kind of when I looked at my life and where I was going and made a change. Um, but even with saying that, you know, the moment I actually thought I was pure happiness, I was everything, I got into another relationship and then that skewered out south and found a lot of things. So my, my uh, you know, like my, they say like, you know, that darkness is always going to be there. That came back. I felt worthless. Like this person made me out to feel worthless, horrible and stuff. So that's why I went, started seeing a psychologist. Um, and that's when I realised that it's not what he's ever said. It's the fact that I've never talked about these things. And, and that simply was what's made the change. But... Mental health wise, um, today, like as of today, I'm, I'm, I don't get stressed by anything because reality is things are going to happen. I've, I've, my bank manager said this, the lawyers have said this. They said that we've never seen anyone go through this much shit and still like either walk away smiling yeah. or, or even be here in the first place. Like our lawyer literally said, she said one of these will probably like nick yourself kind of thing like that. Yeah, right. Fuck, you got bad, bro. Like you got really bloody bad. Like we're getting told like just declare bankruptcy, lose everything you have. Yeah. We were right. like we were the ones we were innocent yet this is yeah. legal like what's going on anyway yeah. um, so like yeah life's been very hard but until you acknowledge all those points in time I guess you will never you'll never be able to fix those things um, and and I know deep down that that darkness is still there kind of thing at some point in time I sh- I'm sure it was buggery I'm going to feel that you know there's been times when I've been depressed like but I, I do I'm really good at masking that's why I say about acting like no one will ever, ever see me upset. I'm the type of person which will be the most happiest dude alive and I walk home, I literally go into my closet, bro. Like I, I lock myself in the closet, blackness, and I'll just cry. Yeah. And then when I'm at that deepness, that's when like I just put that mask back on and I'll call someone, some random person, like, you know, I've talk, I haven't talked to for like six months, so bro, let's go for a coffee. And they, they go for coffee and they're like, man, you must be so happy. Like you're living the dream. Also, and the reason I'm doing that is not because I want to, um, you know, like hear any of that stuff. It's because... I want to just be around someone. I want someone to be there talking to me, which doesn't know what's going on. Cause I don't want them to identify me as that person. Um, yeah. So it's, it's definitely, definitely interesting. Like now 
I've gone through all that, but it's still there if that makes sense. So yeah, bro. Like like I said, like, this is the this is the shit right that. So I mean, obviously, this is my first time at your house. You know, I've probably really only spoke to you over the last two months after seeing you at the gym for. Yeah, I think I've been at your gym now for four years i suppose four three or four years now yeah and and you know and this is like oh you always walk past you always smile happy talking to everyone i'm the same everyone else in the gym is the same right everyone's yeah. fucking hey, man, you know everyone looks happy right yeah but you're not That's and, right. and, and and we walk around with these masks on like you said and it's just this fucking facade and i wonder if now like obviously people from the gym will see this and and I fucking you know, I hope and and I really hope and, and if you are listening to this and you're from the gym and you see me in there and I look really fucking unapproachable, but if you're having a shit day and wanna lift weights with someone, fucking come and see me, yeah. please. I like I probably don't lift as much as you, but come and embarrass me anyway. <laughs> I do, we walk around this world, man, and we're just and men, like men are the worst for it. Girls can talk about it. That's right, yeah. We, I don't know what your old, you said your old man was, you know, a hard old fella, old Dutch yeah. fella. Like, I've only known a couple of Dutch people yeah. that age bracket and they're hard old yeah. bastards, yeah. right? Not that emotions. Right? My old man was the same. My old man was quite old. My old man was born in the 40s. Yeah, yeah. So he was 40 when he had me, right? Yeah. And he, he was very much a say his love language, acts of service, because yeah. they can't, there's no words of affirmation right. there, right? They yeah. can't fucking say, you know, good job, son. Fucking love you. Really proud of you. Yeah. They might say it, but it's once. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're always willing fix your bike. Yeah. Anytime. If yeah. you need anything, call them up. Your old man absolutely answer the phone. Two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Where's your car? You broken down? Yeah, I'll be there. Exactly right. Yeah. They're free no matter what. I remember when we were moving from Mantram up to Bunbury. They have obviously Lynn service. So we got vans. So I was like, man, it's going to be so easy because I don't have much furniture. Very, very poor. Like we used to buy out expiry date meats to eat food. But um, we, I said, Dad, I said, can I use a van? No. Why? So I don't, I don't want you to use a van. And he was real like cranky about it. It's weird anyway. So we ended up using my ute, moved up there, came back. And I was still really confused. Like, Why is my dad not letting me use the van? This is really messed up. Like, you know, that's like, he's a good person like what, yeah, what do you mean got like, it. I need it yeah so anyway in the end um, I get. I, I actually gave him a hug like, first time I remember hugging him I didn't even remember really hugging him as a kid like he was always like the pat on the back like, you know, kind of the yeah. guy. but um, I hugged him and, and it was it was weird at first but he was like he didn't want to hug he's like what? and yeah. then he kind of like had this feeling of like oh, wait a second because yeah. he didn't have that as well now I hug him every single time I see him like like, and I can make him say I love you I, I've, he's finally admitted and he's finally like I say being a man and being honest and open about his emotions but the reason he didn't let me use the van was his way of saying I don't want you to go yeah because he can't say like you know like your yeah. mum can absolutely cry I don't want you to go yeah Fuck, I'm gonna my mum was you. like get out of here I'm proud of God yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> but your old man can't yeah. like I mean we can that's right we're a different yeah. generation yeah. but yeah they could never have just go fuck this is really hard for me that you're leaving and i'm and you know they're you know at that age you know where mortality's real i'm yeah. facing mortality and the babies are moving out and all yeah. these sort of things yeah and we don't think of our parents like this no that's right you never ever think fucking hell this must be really hard for my dad you're like let yeah. me use the fucking van yeah, like, how simple is it bro like i'll pay for the field didn't have any fuels input on that account but you know but like, yeah yeah it's um it's so strange best thing the other day this is talking about kids because, like, I, I, I absolutely, 
I admire every father in the world. Like, but they said this guy I was talking to him. He'd done a study on fifty thousand people. This like factual thing, and he said your daughter falls in love the first time when she's about four, four and a half, which is the dad because that's who they look up to. And they did a study where they said they got the dads to say at four, four and a half years old, saying, "I love you. You're the most beautiful person in the world. You know, you've got everything ahead of like, and all these real nice what's called affirmations, right?" Um, when they're four, four and a half years old, and they studied them over the next 20 years, and they found out out of the, um, so it's 50,000 people, 40,000 did that. Out of 40,000, it was like 90 plus percent of them were, were really passionate, good people. Like, like the, the women, it's a different thing about them. The ones that didn't do that, there was a high percentage where they were, you know, like they were reckless when they were a teenager, they had multiple different boyfriends, you know, early pregnancies and stuff like that, and they figured out it's because when the dad doesn't do these things as a kid, like when they're a kid, that girl sees their dad as the value and then when they're older they kind of think that's what they're expected on you know what I mean like it makes sense yeah, yeah. I do because I fully, fully like being a dad of girls right yeah. like it's fucking terrifying but I wouldn't have it any other way yeah. having a daughter always thought I wanted a son right yeah. always you know there's a inherent legacy thing that's a part of us somewhere deep there's yeah. a, you know you want to keep that bloodline going that's oh, right. that's shit Last right man. and I had my fucking daughter yeah taught me so much about myself and all my shortcomings right yeah. like I was a shithead teenager to girls I was yeah. fucking I was such a wanker and then I had a daughter and I was like okay exactly that yeah let's teach this girl how not to be treated that's right this is how you should be treated yeah. anything else is not good enough yeah that's right that's good. Mm, so I've been I want a daughter first and then a son so she can tell that guy so you could choose so you could have an older older sister that fucking yeah. fights people like you. Yeah, have. no, definitely not. No, my sister was oh lord, she was a psychopath. But yeah, I definitely went through that stage. Yeah, I was, so it was just girls like trying to. I, I never. Like, I'm not one to sleep around. I hate that side of things, which everyone's up to themselves. But I'd flirt like no tomorrow, mm. get them real interested. But then also I would never like lead them on. But man, that made me feel much so much shitter like leading, yeah. like flirting with girls stuff like that. I don't know. I'm just really weird. If you like someone, you connect with them. That's the person. So, yeah. 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 So, so like, full disclosure, like, um, I said to my wife, I said, you know, Dakota's really unhappy with all the comments on the on the yeah. video. And yeah. I said, I texted him and asked him if I needed to buy him a shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, why does he post it if yeah. he doesn't like the comments? Which is why I asked you, like, yeah. what was that point? What was that turning point? Yeah. And and so, like, yeah, it's, 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 it's funny. It's, um... I think, like, and I'm, you know, I'm not super proud to admit it, but I certainly see you as, like, you know, you're a good-looking dude and, and, and I probably made up a lot of assumptions about you, which yeah. is what we do, right? Yeah, like, I feel right. like, yeah, this dude's, you know, a young businessman, he's single, you know, yep. he looks good without a shirt. Fuck it, I would too if I'd, like, good. Yeah. And then, again, like, it's these surface things where yep. we never ever take the time to go yeah. hey bro how you doing and it's never anything like yeah good it's never you know what this week's been pretty fucking rough man yeah. i'm not gonna lie it's That's been right. a busy fucking week and i'm exhausted because <laughs> you don't know how to answer that right yeah, you exactly don't know right. go wow well, fucking yeah. chin up man You're like, yeah. <laughs> cool bro <laughs> yeah well that's really yeah. painful see yeah yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's nice um now like yeah like i said like i did it because i felt worthless i felt shit the exact same situation from previous relationships. Like, man, I'm like, I was just like, obviously it's me. And then found out obviously it was not. But anyway, that's why I did it. And then, um, like, now doing, like, doing the videos now, like, 
I'm just doing me, if that makes sense. Like, 90% of the time, I'm in this house, I don't have a shirt on. Yeah. When I'm like, when I get dressed, I like dress nice. Um, when I mow the lawn, I don't have a shirt on. When I'm at the beach, I obviously don't have a shirt on. Um, so I'm just, all I'm doing 90% of the time, it's funny as buggery, I just put my phone there and just record. And then just takes two seconds, I just go, click, 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 auto correct, then just put it out there just for a laugh. But um, it, it, now it's kind of weird because I, like I, I went actually on a, like a genuine date the other day and she's cool like she's a really cool chick like i'm not going to say that you know, who knows what can happen in the future kind of thing but i genuinely like that and, and it was a cool chick to hang out with and i want to see what can happen later on but also without um jumping the gun i still feel very weird because putting these ones out there and all these girls commenting it could affect her in some sort of way but she's cool like she's like i don't care like you know they can say whatever they want just can't touch blah blah, blah. yeah yeah but at the same time i've also got to remember that you know it's, it was one date might not ever yeah. see her again do you know yeah, what I mean like yeah I think, I, I suppose the other thing is like, how would you feel? She on the other foot. Yeah. Like if say she was like some absolute 11, and she probably is. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and she's got like 300,000 views and 10,000 comments saying, yeah. oh, you know, like I wish I, I wish I could impregnate you. Like, yeah. like that exact same comment, but the other way. I'd feel very. Very I'd, insecure, right? I'd feel very weird and insecure, but at the same time, oh, this is where my, oh, this is the best thing I think personally about myself because there has been a lot of girls that have messed me and the ones which are genuine good people, I'll, I'll just straight up tell them like, look, I'm single, but I'm not available. So they know. And like, I'll have a conversation with them because I love talking to people. I love talking to people. Um, but if that was happening, my biggest issue is that I have way too much trust. Like I'm so chilled, man. Like I don't like, I think the best thing in the world is when males and females get along, they get to enjoy themselves. Like my previous girlfriend, Tyler, and she was going out with my best mate, like dinner and all this type of stuff. And I thought that was the best thing in the world. I was like, man, this is so cool. Like, so to me, if I seen all those comments, I know now I, I would obviously have a insecurity thing there going like, oh, why are they saying that? But then also I've got to slap myself in the face and go, bro, who's she kissing? Yeah. Who, who's she choosing yeah. to be with? You know what I mean? Like, and remember the power within myself of who I am and the fact that I'm the lucky one to be with the world you know what i mean like so it would be weird but it was also would be their choice i'd never let them yeah yeah it's like, yeah. like it's work right like yeah. unfortunately like not unfortunately like it's realistically people make income that's right right like it's just it's just business now it's like really unfortunate that it, you can't just well you can you can obviously just have fun but there's absolutely a business element to it yeah. and who are we to say you can't make money like that, right? Oh, no. Like it's yeah, yeah it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. So uh, when's the OnlyFans starting, mate? <laughs> Definitely no OnlyFans. Um, I did go to the uh, camera shop and I asked them. I said, "Listen, I need one of those real zoom-up ones. You know, when they see Adams and stuff." And they said, "Yeah, it's still not going to work for you. Yeah, you ain't going to look big." <laughs> <laughs> Can I get like some sort of mirror set yeah, that's right. <laughs> What strap-ons do you have? You know? <laughs> um, no, I was just like, I think your body's like, I think your like chest, legs, all that. Like, obviously, man, like. Let's be real. I'm from the country. Like, 99% of the time, if our pants aren't ribbed or we're walking up in footy shorts, thongs, like, that's formal. Like, yeah. That's how most people get married down there. So, to me, it's normal. But, um, uh, yeah, I would never exploit my body or send photos of my body because that's, that's, that's me. Uh, and, and I only give that to someone who I genuinely care about because I can't, like, it sounds really weird, but I can't, for me, when it comes to sex, I, I've got to have, like, that connection there. Mm. If I don't, man, I'm, I'm miserable as buggery. Like, I feel so disgusting in myself. Like, I feel gross. Like, 
so post come regret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not clarity. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. So um, yeah, definitely could never do OnlyFans unless people want feet pics. I don't have pretty feet. <sighs> yeah, but yeah, I'll throw people them out don't there. Care, man, underwear, yeah. old underwear. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> people, yeah. it's fucking crazy what people will buy. I've got this person called Mr. Boots want me to send them more photos of my boots. Yeah, I'm like. Absolutely, I'll yeah, send I said, you a pair for three thousand dollars. I did a better one. I didn't uploaded a new video of me getting my new shoes. Oh, I was like, just for a laugh, because I thought this yeah. guy has an issue or a girl has an issue. Like that's that's their choice, and they're open and honest about it. So mm. I was like, you know what? Do that. I'm not going to be weird and, and send you weird stuff like that. But I was like, I'll do this and just say to you, like, <laughs> just play into yeah, it. Yeah, like <laughs> your choices are your choices. You keep doing you, boo. You know what I mean? Like you do, yeah. you do, you do. What a, what a fucking weird time we live in, man. Yeah. It's such a strange world. I still just can't understand like Instagram, like the following is just blowing up daily, and then like the TikTok, though. Like I literally did that out of I did that because I thought to myself, I was like. Man, like, found out heaps of stuff, and I was like, all right, well, I'm blocked on most things. Like, I blocked her on most things. I, I never had TikTok, so I was like, I'll post this on there. And I know her friends are going to see it. I know she's going to see it, and then she's going to probably, like, scratch her head, like, oh, like, maybe think about this kind of thing. Um, and it wasn't sp- purely her. Like, she had a son, and long story short, like, I've lost a stepson, which is shit. But um, it did that, and then it got so much attraction. I was like, oh, let's see how far I can... And then, then it turned into this business, like, algorithm. I'm trying to learn, you know, the algorithm and everything. So I started posting it, and then... Did one of the dog. They get certain likes and certain followers. Did one shirtless. They get a different side. And then I was like, how do I mix these guys together? Oh, Jesus, mix those two together. <laughs> Far out. That's when it all started happening. I was yeah, like, right. Yeah, and now, now it's like, it is what it is now. Like, it's, it's mind-boggling. But I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll stick to it for, a, I don't know, each day I'm just like. Why fucking not, man? Yeah. Why not? I still feel, I don't know, weird. Like, I don't know. I might st- the big thing is if I can get a massive following on there, that's when I'll go from shirtless pics or, or anything like that or man shouted to, I'll start doing genuine conversations, genuine talks because it's, it's a platform that I can build on and then I can throw it out of whack and then actually start being realistic about things and be real with people because what they see in those videos, 90% of it is me cleaning the house. Just thirst traps. Just yeah, thirst traps. That's right, yeah. But like, give me that opportunity if, if you're to listening, to, please yeah. go to his TikTok. I'll put it in the notes below and just... Like, you just scroll it and you're like, is this dude even real life? Yeah. <laughs> it just looks like a photoshopped, just a photoshopped version of a man. But uh, he's absolutely real. You sit me, I can see him. It's true. Um, yeah, so it's do it, man. Why the fuck not? Yeah, I just like, I, I, I said to this girl the other day, I was like, if we go on another date, I was like, I'm throwing you in that video because, like, I was like, just to stop <laughs> that to side slow of things. it down. Yeah, because it's it's getting to the point. Because then that's all it's going to be. Well, I'll be your third. Yeah, that's like, all it's going to be. Is I'll join both of you. Yeah, it's weird. Like, because <laughs> now it's gone over the x amount of followers, so now anyone can send me a message. Yeah, right. Message request, bro. It's disgusting. Like, not disgusting. Like, not saying they're disgusting, but I'm just saying, like, some there's some very genuine people out there. Yep. Very beautiful, loving people, and I love those people. But it's the it's when I say about the creep and disgusting side of things, I'm referring to a very small percentage of those ones which are like asking about personal things, which I said before about yeah. have foreskin, no foreskin. You know, like those are the ones which I'm talking about when I say that's what's scaring me away, that's what's creeping me yeah. out. Because that's genuine people out there saying that. That's scary. All the other ones, like, you know, girls going like, oh man, like, where can I find a girl that does that? Yeah. That makes me warm because I'm like, I do this every day. Like, that's who I am. Yeah. I'm humble. I like to clean. I like to look after people. I buy myself flowers because I like those things. Like, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Also, I'm selling his address for uh, $30,000 if anyone's listening. Yeah. <laughs> 
so man that's that, thank you so much one thank for you. being so open and vulnerable and honest like I, like I said you from the outset you're a good looking dude you got a business everything looks like it should be 100% and fucking you're always smiling and you know everyone can make the assumption that, that life is good I think it's really important to highlight that not always good man right. everyone's got these fucking thoughts everyone you know everyone's got got a cupboard right like everyone's yeah, exactly. got that yeah everyone's got that thing where the mask can come off and yeah I, I absolutely guarantee that you're the same please guys if you uh if you need to have a chat to someone find the right person to have a chat to if it's if you know if you go to the gym that we go to if you go to dakota's gym reach out to one of us we're more than open and you know have these sort of conversations and and there's always help available if you if you have those thoughts as you know lifeline and all those sort of things and everyone everyone would much rather you reach out and have a chat than feel this way 100 bro where can people find you socials uh, so on, <laughs> on your for you page in tiktok that's yeah. <laughs> And social media, what have I got? Instagram, it's just Dakota Crispin. Make sure yep. you spell that right. D-A-K-O-T-A. Yeah, D-A-K-O-T-A and then K-R-I-S-P for Peter, not T, P for Peter, Y-N. That's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. What else do I have? LinkedIn. Yeah, I don't, I forget about LinkedIn. Yeah, you need to update your bio. Yeah, I don't even know what it says. Thank well, hydrogen and oxygen. Hydrogen, there's, there's a lot going on in yeah, that bio. Yeah, yeah, I made it so oh, complex. So bro. complex. I, I was there, reading I was like, that, I was yeah. like, I was like, how do I make this, this is a lot. so yeah. confusing? Yeah. I was just like, screw it. Like, let's just work with it. Yeah. And I did. And I was like, this is Albert Einstein level, but I still am confused by my own right. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I One day was... someone was like, what was this philosopher talking about? Yeah. No, I get it. And I was just like, <laughs> that kind of seems like someone would yell this at me at a train station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God. Like, yeah. Out there. Yeah, no, thanks very much, man, well, for your you, time. Bro. I know, that, you know, sure. like I said, your time is uh, is all you've got to work with. So, yeah, thanks for taking it to have a chat with us. Absolutely, legend. Thank you so much for that. Uh, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. Hey, guys, Ricky here again. Thanks for listening along to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you want to reach out, have a chat, please do. We're on the socials, Humans Like Us podcast everywhere. You can also head to our website, humanslikeus.com. There's a guest application form there as well as a, just a reach out and say hi form if you would rather do it a little bit more formal than a DM. I'm down for that. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on your socials. Tell someone about it. Recommend it. And a review goes a long way on Apple Podcasts. I really hope you found some value in this and I hope to see you for the next one. Bye for now. Bye.